My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Storylines Live, the only podcast that explores the meaning and the power of the most important story in business. The one that answers why someone should buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. This is the story that defines the very character and nature of an organization. At WordRight, we call it your capital S story. In each episode, we feature guests who have great insights on business storytelling, who can share their experience and key learnings to help you and your business do a better job of sharing your capitalist story to deliver remarkable business results. Today, we're honored to have my friend, Mary Maloney, as a guest. Uh, she's the CEO. She's been a CEO and a chief marketing officer. She's led repositioning, messaging, and branding initiatives on the client and the agency side for global and iconic brands, including Mercy Health System, Penn Medicine, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Intuit, Centene, the Center for Creative Leadership. I'm telling you, Mary, those are just really small organizations I've never heard of. Um, Mary sold her first business, a medical marketing firm, at age 32. Today, she's the principal for Revealing Genius LLC, where she works with accomplished leaders in healthcare and in the medical community. So think C-suite executives, founders, physicians, using her trademarked Excavate Tell Affirm process to powerfully message their expertise and their personal why so that they can lead with conviction and rapidly fulfill their most coveted career goals. Revealing Genius partners with healthcare companies to provide executive outplacement and with distributors to share her online course with healthcare leaders around the globe. If you're looking for educational credentials, well, Mary's got them. Duquesne University, Villanova University, and the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Folks, please welcome our guest, Mary Maloney. Hey, Mary. 
Hey, Paul, great to see you. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so excited to uh, be a guest on your podcast. I do have a little fun fact. I have a big shout out to you. Uh, when you were a guest on my podcast, The Great Work of Your Life, mm -hmm. the interview series, um, it actually it jumped to one of the top three most engaged of all of the episodes. So bravo, and thank you for that. Well, thanks for sharing that fun fact too. The check is in the mail. I'll make sure that we keep that at the top there. <laughs> um, tell our audience a little bit more about the podcast. What kind of guests do you have? Where can it be found? Yes, uh, The Great Work of Your Life is the name of the podcast. It can be found online at our URL, which is www.revealinggenius.com. And the guests we have on our show are folks very much like you who, who have figured out what it is that lights them up. Um, and, and they're they're doing that. They're they're doing very fulfilling work. Um, some like you, Paul, have figured it out early. Um, <laughs> some have figured it out sort of in the autumn of their careers. And what I do um, is I ask folks the same 14 questions plus a bonus question. But what makes the podcast really interesting is the answers are just so very different. Mm -hmm. And it's really all about inspiring folks to, to pursue what they love to do, the great work of their life. That's great. Folks, we'll put all that information in the show notes so you can check it out. I can tell you from personal experience, it was a lot of fun to be on the podcast. I love your approach, Mary. It's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, did I miss anything in your bio that you think should be called out for our audience? Oh, my gosh. No. Well done. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing that background. Uh, you've really been around the block in a very positive way, I must say. Um, you know, one of the things we always do uh, in an episode of Storylines Live is ask our guests about the capital S story. And we like to find out which of those four elements I described in the introduction is most relevant to them where they are in their journey today. Uh, buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. Uh, what's working for you these days or what's most important there? Thank you, Paul. And I listened to quite a few of your podcasts uh, before I came on. So I'm prepared for this question. I and I would say of the, you know, of all the fundamentals, the capital S fundamentals, um, the one right now that's most important is partner. Because the only way that we, in terms of what we do, um, can reach a global audience, it's it's really through partnerships. And I think, and we've talked about this offline, is that now more than ever. Um, we as leaders, accomplished leaders who, have, you know, using your words, have been around the block for a while. We mm. need to take control of our brand narratives. Yes. And even in your book, I'll give you know a shameless plug for your book, Finding Your Capital S Story. Subtitle is Why Your Story Drives Your Brand. In in right. your book, you right. talk a lot about um, we live in a less than seven second world yeah, where. Are. First impressions matter. We have to capture the hearts and minds of our stakeholders almost immediately within, you know, just a, a couple of blinks um, or listens. Um, and many leaders haven't been formally trained in the art and science of personal branding. So you and I can help with that. You can help with companies. I can help with executive personal brands. Um, right. And with social media being so ubiquitous, 
I mean, I really feel so strongly that it's it's not just advantageous mm -hmm. to to really drill down on your capital S story, but it's imperative. Well, wow, that's great. That's a, that's a fantastic answer. Uh, now, obviously, the capital S story, as you know, Mary, that's our definition, our term of art. Uh, it's part of our process storycraft and we use with our clients. One of the reasons why I'm so pleased to have you in this episode is because of your story. So what's your definition of story? How do you use story in your own business? Oh, that is that's a great question. In terms of uh, capital S story, if I may share my own, if that's yeah, if that's okay, please, yes, yes. So, and it's it takes place in Pittsburgh. Um, so, and I know you're in Pittsburgh. You're based in Pittsburgh. So, yeah. I would say the headline for my capital S story is "Amazing Kids Thrive Here," hmm. and it's a story about how I got hooked on branding in my first job out of college. Lucky me, I was hired to help with a rebrand in Pittsburgh for a company called the Rehabilitation Institute. Oh, it was wow. changing its name to the Children's Institute mm -hmm. and it was to better reflect their core competency. And that was caring for children with severe cognitive and physical disabilities. Right. And we hired an outside agency and we partnered with them. We came up with a tagline called Amazing Kids. Mm -hmm. And we launched the rebrand with this major multimedia blitz, TV, radio, billboards, print, digital. Um, it was an omni-channel approach. And we used the same key messages across all of those modalities. And what I learned was that messaging mattered. And as a result, we put this hidden gem. It was a small regional player at the time, but we put, we put this company on the international map in less than one year. And I tell you, Paul, it was so exciting to be part of that aligned culture because before we went to market, we went through a very rigorous internal branding exercise, uh, which I really think was key to our success. Mm. Um, I loved going to work. I was really proud to be part of that transformation. It was a reinvention. Employees were jazzed. Um, and so fast forward to present day, the amazing kids message was so successful that we actually changed the url to amazingkids.com no kidding and it has sustained to this day so you can go online right now type in amazingkids.com this is 30 years later and it's still there um wow. and yeah and and that that story it still informs what i i do on a daily basis it's because Honestly, it's because of that experience, Paul, that I got hooked on the power of brand building. Mm -hmm. And and it really was about getting the message right, getting the story right above all else, like having it resonate on an emotional level. And what I learned from that was messaging matters. Yeah. So I just decided that that I wanted to forever be in the branding business. Um, and I also decided I wanted to love my work and the culture that I was in. So I'm, you know, I'm still just effusive about branding today, yes. um, as I as I was then. So I feel very lucky, very thankful, very blessed for that. As I shared in the introduction with your bio, you've had a a, a wide variety of experiences that have led you to where you are today. Um, 
I'm frequently asked, Mary, when I speak on, on this topic, especially by leaders, CEOs, what is the difference between the branding for a leader and the branding of an organization, the story for a leader and the story for an organization? Could you share your thoughts with our audience on that? Yeah, I, I think they're very similar, um, right? When it really comes down to the definition of brand. Right. And right. so, you know, we can arm wrestle on the, the definition of brand, uh, but in terms of executive personal branding, which is what the area that I dwell in now, I define brand, and you'll love this, um, as the manifestation of the human spirit. Mm, I love and that. And credit where credit is due. Um, Debbie Millman has a wonderful TED talk about the history of brand. And she talks at length about this concept. Mm -hmm. And she, I mean, she takes us on a tour of history where she proves without a shadow of a doubt that marketing technology will come and go. Um, AI is a great example of that right now. Mm -hmm. um, but but brand, you know, the branding uh, process has been around literally since the beginning of time. Yes. And, yes. and great brands, whether it's an iconogram, whether it's a company mm -hmm. or whether it's an individual, it, we have to create an emotive response vis-a-vis -vis the competition. So, so I would say that brand is, it's the emotive response that's elicited when you think about either your individual brand amongst a competitive set, or if you think about your company amongst a competitive set. Mm -hmm. And I think you would argue, Paul, that this, the story is the only thing that the competition can't duplicate. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we frequently say that your story is your most valuable marketing asset. It's the only thing you own that nobody else does. And if you think your story and a competitor's story are the same, it's worth spending a little bit more time to dig into that because I guarantee you they, they are not the same. And, you know, when we do our work, uh, one of the first places we see that is when we talk to an organization's employees and clients or customers, they're crystal clear on, on what the difference is. People who've been with an organization for a long period of time, whether it's as employees or as customers, big part of the reason why they're there, sometimes the main reason they're there is that story, right? Um, in your work, Mary, and I'm curious because I get this uh related question a lot, kind of a follow-up uh, to the last question. Leaders will ask me, does my brand, does my story have to be the same as my organization's brand or story? I'd be interested in your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer that I would give is uh, no, not necessarily. Um, and it really, really depends on the organization, too. Um, when I talk with corporate leaders who run large companies, um, I remind them that the about page on the website is one of the most visited pages on any website. Mm -hmm. So the company may have an established brand and key messages about the organization. But I can almost guarantee you that that about page is getting looks. Folks want to know who the leaders are. Folks want to know what you stand for. Folks want to know what you're all about. And it's prime real estate. And I really think that there's a, a lot of leaders out there who are missing the opportunity 
to share their extraordinary why, um, to talk about causes that they're passionate about, things that really do set them apart from the competition. And, you know, when there's a talent war and you have top talent that's checking out, again, vis-a-vis the competition, they're going to look at the leadership and ask, do I align with these the core values of the leaders? That's really, really important. So I can see where the individual story could be a little bit different from the company story, but the core values intersect. Right. There needs right. to be there some to. level of alignment, right? They need to connect in a way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know frequently when we, uh, when I speak, I'll do a review, um, depending upon the audience of the company I'm speaking to or the uh companies the leaders in the room that I'm, I'm speaking to and that's you know people hit your homepage. they're only going to stick there for three seconds if they like what they see they're going to that about page the next place they're going to go is to the leader biographies and frequently that means going to linkedin and looking to see whether the linkedin profile of the leadership has messaging that's consistent with the organization if all they see is a resume or if they see that the linkedin bio hasn't been updated that is a, a synaptic disconnect that's going to diminish the credibility of the organization and the leader because it says to whoever's looking at the site prospective employee prospective partner customer boy this leader just doesn't care that much about connecting who they are, their extraordinary why, as you put it, with the organization that they're leading. Indeed, absolutely. Yes, I have a great example of a gentleman who came to me, highly accomplished individual, Paul. Um, he was the president of Procter & Gamble, Latin America, spoke seven languages, traveled the world, had unbelievable bona fides, just, just mind-blowing. And he retired early and applied for a coveted board seat. Mm -hmm. And he didn't get it. And when he came to me, he he was he was really upset about that. And and when he got feedback from the board chair, who was a freak of his, the board chair said that his he wasn't able to articulate his purpose in a way that it aligned with the company's values. He said the person they gave the role to was able to do that very convincingly. He said, you need to figure out what your purpose is. He said, you need to be more on brand so that it's convincing. So when he came to me, what I helped him do was create a brand manifesto um, and he was a little skeptical um, when we first started, but when but when we were done, oh my gosh, he connected the dots, and he realized that he had he had so much more to give. He had he had so he had so many stories and so many key messages to share that were lying dormant for a long time. Wow, that is a great example. Mary, you shared a couple of things that I really want to dig into, the extraordinary why of leaders and also the brand manifesto. And we're going to do that in just a moment. Thanks for listening, folks, to the Storylines Live podcast, the only podcast that explores the power and the meaning of the most important story in business. We'll be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing. 
but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome back, folks, to Storylines Live, the only podcast that explores the power and the meaning of the most important story in business, the capital S story, the one that answers why someone would buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. We're pleased today on this episode to have as our guest, Mary Maloney, the principal of Revealing Genius, a branding and storytelling expert whose specialty is working with leaders to help them better identify and share their story, their brand. Mary, before the break, we were talking about how you work with your clients. And, and you talked about a couple of terms I'd love for you to dig into. Helping leaders identify their extraordinary why and creating for them a brand manifesto. Share with our audience what you mean by those two terms. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I would say, Paul, that my most popular requests for service right. is what we call the brand manifesto. Hmm. It's okay. a very simple one-page overview where we co-create with a leader on two calls, and it includes three things. One is your two-word purpose, which is why we exist to serve. Second is the extraordinary why statement, where mm -hmm. together we, we capture at what we are the best in the world, yeah. how we have impact when we're fully present and in flow. And then the third is else. Uh, and these are non-negotiable. So in their absence, we can't fulfill our extraordinary why. Mm -hmm. And pulled a couple of quotes. I had a feeling you're going to ask about that because that yeah. is our signature yeah. service. Yeah. Um, and I think the quotes really describe it best. Like here's a few. Like recently, Great. this is just from last week. Um, I had one woman say, I am excited for the first time in months about my future. It is as if you awaken people from their slumber. Wow. Today's brand manifesto went places that completely surprised me. And my why is exactly my why. And it has been for decades. And I did not consciously know it. And then this one I really like is thank you so much for putting fuel back into my tank. So I would say the manifesto is a really good place to mm -hmm. start. Um, it's like a true north guide. Uh, it's just it's just an excellent way to to get a brand narrative going. It's very authentic um, and very different from the competition. I love that. That is just awesome. Now, Mary, that is so great, the work that you do with leaders. But I have to ask, 
is uh, folks who are listening at the beginning will recall from me sharing your bio, you didn't start out as a personal branding expert. What was the tipping point that got you to shift gears and, and look at leaders versus the organizations they lead? Yeah, I, I'd have to say, Paul, there was really two. There were there were two points in time. And uh, I hearken back to 2007, 2008, 2009, the recession. We remember that. And at the time, um, C-suite execs were losing their jobs. Yes. Unexpectedly, many had no safety net. It was truly a buyer's market. There were too few chief positions and and too many, quite frankly, too many highly qualified applicants. The right. competition was, was fierce. Mm-hmm. And I started to get these confidential calls, you know, folks would call or email me and say, can I talk with you confidentially? And when we got on the phone, they asked, could I help them with personal brands? They knew that I did a lot of work, company Hmm. brands was very passionate about, especially in the healthcare space. Um, So I did. And long story short, I ended up doing so many that I had to build a replicable process to keep up with the demand. So that that was kind of the the the, the tip this tipping point the starting point if you will yes. where I actually built my trademark process I call it excavate telefirm yes and I had a ton of encouragement to pursue it as a business mm-hmm. it was the most fulfilling work I had ever done I didn't do it at the time um, but in 2018 I finally did and I have to my mentor to thank. He actually purchased the URL revealinggenius.com for me as a gift. That is great. And, you know, he basically grabbed me by, you know, the, the shirt collar and, and said, he said, mm-hmm. Mary, you need to do this. You need to do this. Um, and then and then the second tipping point was COVID. Oh. When COVID hit there. I don't know if you experienced this, Paul, but there was there was this this reckoning. Like there were, there's a, a record number of, of CEOs leaving their posts. Yes. There's yes. the quiet quitting phenomenon. Folks really started to reevaluate, you know, what really matters, especially accomplished seasoned leaders. Um, so who knew, you know, who knew that there would be such a demand for executive personal branding and for branding on purpose. And that's one of the hashtags that we rank on is, is hashtag brand on purpose. So I would say there were two two tipping points. Um, so lucky me. Yeah, that that is awesome. Okay, I, I have to follow up by asking this question. Obviously, you are passionate about what you do. So what gives you the most satisfaction and enjoyment in working with folks? I would say quite simply... It's it's living my own extraordinary why, and I do keep my own brand manifesto, brand manifesto on my desk. I look at it every day. It's how I start every morning, and and I'll share with you my extraordinary why, and I, this might make more sense. So yes. my extraordinary why is this: it is to connect people to what lights them up, so they have clarity, courage, and confidence mm-hmm. to share their brand genius. So. When I'm actively engaged in doing that, it is it is like game over. And and that's what I wish for everyone, honestly. Like it's I mean, it's 
it's the only game when when you come right down to it, you know, um, there's this wonderful quote that I love to use um, by Howard Thurman. Hmm. And it it goes like this. He he says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask instead what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what? what the world needs is more people who have come alive. So that's that gives me the most fulfillment is when I see folks light up. Man, I, I, I love that, Mary. That is a great quote and a great philosophy that really fits with what you do. I can't believe this conversation has just flown by. Um, I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you if there were topics or points that you wanted to make that we haven't covered yet. Yeah, I I would say there's two. One is, in terms of storytelling, the greatest marketers in the world know one thing. They know their audience. I call it beloved avatar. And I would say, I mean, to be a great raconteur, you really have to know who you're talking with. Understand them at a very deep level, psychographically, their fears, their frustrations, what motivates them. Um, understand that, and you'll really be able to tell a compelling story. Mm -hmm. And then the part two, and you and I have talked about this, Paul, mm -hmm. is um, tongue is really an art and science. Yes. And I admit that openly that I, I'm obsessed with Journal of Neuroscience. They have fascinating yeah. articles. They do. Where cognitive neuroscientists, they <laughs> study they study the the neuro the neural mechanisms um underlying human communication. They um Paul Zach has a really neat yes, video on YouTube um, about how storytelling is actually good for you. It releases oxytocin. Oxy yeah. And uh, I I can't get enough of it. So it has been proven, like research has shown that in terms of the neuroscience of storytelling, um, it told a story told well, um, not only helps you to connect more authentically with your audience, but it's actually good for your brain. It is, absolutely. There's a biological imperative to share stories. I often say, Mary, that I wasn't there, I'm not that old, but I'm confident that when the first person in the world figured out how to make fire on purpose, they shared that in a story to explain to the next person how to do it. You know what I mean? I'm just that's where it starts at the very beginning of civilization pre pre-written word etc cetera, etc cetera, right absolutely yeah it all it all comes down to story and and you are a master at the story paul we go way back i mean you've been telling stories for a long time and what i remember from uh our interview was you figured out early too that this that storytelling was really what you wanted to do yeah, if you spend too many years in journalism and you write too many stories, which I probably did, tens of thousands, really, folks, I counted it one time. It's a sad <laughs> exercise in some ways. <laughs> hey, if you're going to say you're an expert, you may as well be able to prove it. And that's my my proof. But that's a lot of beginnings, middles, and ends. And to your point, Mary, that's, you know, you really learn what moves people's hearts and minds and inspires them to act. And, and that's how I came by that legitimately. 
So I appreciate you mentioning that. Mary, how can folks find you? The best place is online. Website is revealinggenius.com or, of course, LinkedIn. I will say I do go by Mary E. Mary Maloney is a very common name in Ireland, as you can imagine. Um, I'm one of six children. I have five siblings, three sisters, and they're all named Mary. Um, so really? just about yeah. every woman in my family is named Mary something. So I'm Mary E. So I go by Mary E. Maloney on LinkedIn. Now you have to tell the audience because people are going to wonder, what does the E stand for? The, the E stands for Elizabeth. And I have three sisters. So I have Mary Margaret, Mary Frances, and Mary Teresa. <laughs> Boy, that's great. And here you'll love this, Paul. My brother, <laughs> my baby brother, Patrick, married Mary Ellen. Hand to God. Yes. Um, and my brother, Sean, um, his significant other, his, her, his name, her name is Shannon O'Grady. And we started calling her Mary Shannon years ago, even though that's not her name. Um, <laughs> and now her own family calls her Mary Shannon. So she feels included. I love that. What a great story, huh? Oh man, this, this life on earth can be a lot of fun, really. Mary, on behalf of our audience, I want to thank you for spending time today with us here on Storylines Live. Folks, everything we talked about today, all the links will be in the show notes. Thank you all for being here today for Storylines Live, the only podcast that explores the power and meaning of the most important story in business, your capital S story, the one that answers why someone would buy from you, work for you, or invest in you. Mary, thanks again for being here. Thank you, Paul. Great to be here. Thanks, folks. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Storylines Live. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.